the year was 1980 we just moved into our blue house with green doors uh, and that's how it stayed for a long time I was outside working in the yard Freddie he lived right up the street and Calle uh, Jose Manuel Oton didn't have numbers back then it was had to be before December the 12th and I was working out there with a machete I think probably cutting weeds down that was that was not only pre cell phone fellas but it's also pre weed eater <laughs> and uh, a young man walked up we were kind of the novelty of town because we were the second gringos well, this was actually before the lads had moved to Akispon, so we were technically the first gringos uh, in town. Not the first white people, because there's lots of white people in Akismon, descendants from Spain. But uh, we were the first non-native uh, people. We, we were the aliens uh, and uh, there in town. And so he came up, we were visiting, and about that time, it was in the afternoon, a procession started going down the street singing La Guadalupana, La Guadalupana. They were getting ready for the celebration of the Virgin of Guadalupe on the 12th of December, the patron saint of Mexico. So after they passed, I just thought, well, this is a good moment to witness. So I asked this young man, I said, hey, and I can't even remember who he was. Uh, I said, got a question for you. And in my broken Spanish at that time, I said, uh, Who's more important, Jesus or Mary? And he looked at me like, you dummy. Everybody knows that answer. Why, it's Mary. The mama is always more important and the son always does what mama says. <laughs> now, in reference to our, our point here today about who should we worship, the Catholic Church officially says that worship should only be given to God but in all practicality and I think Freddie will back me up here the Virgin of Guadalupe ranks way up here there's the shrine is bigger the 12th of December you better not go to Mexico City don't let them invite you Dr. Holmes because <laughs> the traffic is horrendous because they're all in practice they say they're venerating her but in practice they're actually worshiping her uh, in fact they they even pray through Mary uh, to the Father so that's contrary to what scripture says the first point uh, who do we worship well the confession of faith answers that question says we worship the triune God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and there's several verses there that uh, support that but uh, the one we wrote well Tanner read out of Deuteronomy is actually what Jesus said when he was in the third temptation there uh, by Satan when Satan said hey you see all those kingdoms and everything? I'll give that all to you if you fall down and worship me and Jesus's answer the third time from Scripture was hey there's only one person we're going to worship and serve, and that's, that's God. Uh, worship the Lord your God and serve only Him. 
uh, there in Matthew 4. Uh, and it's interesting that worship, that's an obvious word to understand, but the, the word there, serve, is also connected with worship and is repeated several times. In fact, uh, several times in some of the scriptures that uh, we'll be reading today. So, yeah, it's, it's a given kind of thing that we worship the Father. Uh, we worship the Lord God. Uh, and some might say that like the God of the Old Testament. Uh, but it also says we worship the triune God, God the Father, but also God the Son. Uh, now, in 2 Corinthians, and an interesting way to look at this, if you, if you want to study this more, is to study all the doxologies, the places in Scripture, in the New Testament especially, where all three are somehow mentioned. And we'll look at a couple of those uh, this morning. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, uh, and I'm not going to read all of that, but... Uh, It says, Blessed be the God and Father, but notice, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. And goes on uh, mentioning there. The, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's interesting to look at the beginning of the New Testament and how sometimes the word Lord is identified with the Father. And then as it progresses, and as in this case, in this uh, opening verse of, or one of the opening verses of 2 Corinthians, it's identified with Jesus Christ. It seems to be a progression there. Uh, in fact, we can go to Luke 1, 68, and you don't have to turn there, but you know the passage, Zechariah uh, has just found out that John the Baptist is going to be uh, born. And he says, in fact, there in Luke 1, 68, he blesses the Lord God of Israel. But then if we switch all the way towards the end, not only in, in the order of the books there in the, in the New Testament, but uh, also somewhat chronologically, Jude 24 and 25 say, To the only God, our Savior, notice, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. So, not only do we worship God the Father, but because it is a triune God, we worship the Son, Jesus Christ, and uh, recognize that He is, is God also, as, as we can uh, see here. Now, uh, as clear as Scripture makes the truth, I'll just read this so I can get it right. As clear as Scripture makes the truth of God being triune, three and one, we would be hard-pressed to find precedent for explicit worship of the Holy Spirit, except as a part of the triune God. Uh, just think about this. Uh, in all the doxologies, it's you don't find it. You don't find it. No one bows or addresses the Spirit in prayer explicitly in the New Testament. In fact, there's a verse of Scripture that kind of gives us a hint of how, how the Spirit is involved in worship. In Philippians 3, verse 3, in this passage, uh, let's just go there. I've got it written out here, but let's, let's go there. 
Philippians 3, verse 3. Paul, arguing with the, well not arguing, but presenting his argument that, uh, that the Jews aren't really the, the, the true circumcision. He says, for we are the circumcision who worship now in the ESV it says who worship by the Spirit. Some translations say in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Now in other words the Spirit here is not the object of worship but guides and Daniel Block says drives the worship. This, as we worship in or by the Spirit he directs and guides and leads us in worship. So instead of being necessarily an, a specific object of worship, uh, except in the triune God, he leads and guides us there. Uh, also another point might be mentioned in 2 Corinthians 13 and 14. We have another doxology. It says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. If you take those terms, it would be easy to interchange the love of God and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we'd also be hard put to interchange the fellowship uh, there with the other three. Uh, it's, it's almost like the function of the Spirit with regard to worship uh, he promotes worship. In fact, we might say that the best way to involve worship uh, with the Spirit is, and this is another suggestion from Daniel Block, he's most honored, the Spirit's most honored when we accept his conviction of what? Sin. You want to worship? Well, in the, in the worship time, let him convict you and me of our sin before God. Let him guide us in our life, ministry, and family. Uh, and when in response to that, let him lead us as we bow before our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that's how the, the Spirit, if, if we, if we uh, let Scripture regulate our worship. Rather than praying to the Spirit, we should give thanks to the Father and the Son for the Spirit's work in our life uh, each day. So, who do we worship? Well, we worship the triune God, uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the second point is, then, if that's who we worship, who should we not worship? Yeah, well, it's easy not to worship the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, I won't say anything about St. Louis or Arkansas. There's all kinds of things that we may worship. But who do we not worship? Going back to Aki Simone, uh, the first July I was in Aki Simone, I learned about the patron saints of towns and the patron saints of Catholic churches. And every town has got a patron saint, one or two. And usually when that patron saint days are there, there's a big celebration. It's almost like East Texas homecoming kind of thing. 
there's all kinds of activities. There's Carnival comes to town and they have horse races and cockfights, which are legal in Mexico, and uh, all kinds of things, uh, rodeo and bull riding and, and not like up here. Uh, it's, it's not, it's like, anyway, it's different. Uh, and Aquisbon, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the patron saints are Santana, Santiago y Santana. And you look on uh, the calendar in the Catholic Church, it's about July the 24th, 25th, something like that. And the, the whole town shuts down. I mean, and all you do is eat a bunch of tacos and flautas on the square. And it's just a big celebration. There's a big horse ride uh, that takes place. And this is all, now in a sense, this is all in honor of those patron saints. But those poor guys, or well, guy and gal, uh, have long been kind of pushed over. It, they're just an excuse to have a big party. Uh, so that's not much of worship. But, but, every Catholic church has a, a patron saint. And I guess one, that Catholic church, I started to say our, but it wasn't mine. Uh, that Catholic church, its patron saint was Michael the Archangel. And so in September, on that day, there's all kinds of special activities and special masses. And that, that really is in, in worship of Michael the Archangel. Not only do the saints have special places in Latin America, especially in what I know is Mexico, but also uh, even your birthday, which in Spanish they say, El Dia de Tu Santo the day of your saint and when your child is born if you're any kind of Catholic then you're going to look on the calendar and you, it's going to have like four or five different saints on that day and so you're going to pick whichever one you like and name your child after that saint and so if you're born on December the 12th like my niece Dania Joan Belinda Cottle's oldest daughter when they lived in Mexico December the 12th was the Virgin of Guadalupe and so if you want to get under her skin just call her Lupita <laughs> instead of Dania and everybody in the world why in the world did you not name her Dania the Guadalupe and all so there is a it's it's all through culture and society an emphasis and depending on your your dedication even a worship but once again we don't worship, as it says in our reading, not angels, not even Michael, archangel, nor saints. I don't have, no matter how good they were, nor any other creatures. Um, Romans 1.25, especially what uh, Randall read, says, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Um, they did a, a switch, a change. Now, it's easy to criticize people that blatantly disregard scripture. Uh, and, and I'll just give you one more example. 
when I started going to Bolivia and visiting Santa Cruz and our, our Bible Institute there, Evo Morales was the president of Mexico. In fact, he stayed 13 years. They finally were able to get rid of him. Uh, and I heard this firsthand from some of our, our teachers there at the Bible Institute. But when he took office, he was, and, and there's nothing wrong with this. In fact, it's to, to be celebrated. He was the first president that was actually of, of South America. Now, that's not the case in Mexico, but in South America, who was an indigenous person. He was a, a native indigenous, no mixture of Spanish or European blood. So when he took office, the Congress of Bolivia in its entrance had some hands like this, a pedestal. And on those open hands was a Bible. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that everything they did in Congress was according to the Bible, but at least the symbol represented the fact that they, they reverenced God's Word. At least they, in some form or fashion, they thought it was a noble thing to do. When he took office, guess what? Out went the Bible. And he made great, uh, a, a great uh, to-do about removing the Bible. And in its place, he placed a globe. In English, we call it Mother Earth. And the uh, Ayamada, uh, the tribe he was from, is called Pachamama. And uh, they actually, or he actually believed we need to kick out all of that European stuff that was brought here and we need to go back and worship the creation, not the creator. In fact, for him, the creator was the creation, was Mother Earth. Um, so, whether it be the Virgin Mary, a saint, Pachamama in Bolivia, or I don't have it, but some of us would like to have it, a six-pack physique. <laughs> David and I go to the gym, not as often as we should, but it's interesting to observe the young people in the gym. Because, and there's nothing wrong with having men in shape, but both men and women, after they do curls, they will go to full-length mirrors and raise their shirt and turn sideways. And what I haven't seen yet is anybody bow the knee and worship the physique. But that's just, that's what's lacking. Uh, who do we not worship? Well, angels, saints, or any other creatures, and not even ourselves. So be careful about thinking of more, as Scripture says, than what we should of ourselves. Uh, third thing, the last thing, through whom do we worship? Well, 1 Timothy 2.5 tells us there's one God and there's one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all 
which is the testimony given at the proper time. Well, I read down into six. Now, mediator is only necessary if there's a problem. And we know there's a problem. Not with God. The problem's right here with us. And that problem, the Bible calls sin. And uh, worship after the fall is necessary because sin entered the world and has corrupted uh, our being and everything else. Uh, so why Jesus and not Mary? This is always my retort to anybody that uh, questioned my... Anytime you witness to someone in Latin America, they're always going to say, well, what do you think about Mary, you know? And uh, I just simply say, well, who died on the cross? Well, it's, the obvious answer is, is Jesus. Now, once again, I'm going to go back to Akismon. This We've been there about 10 or 15 years, and it was Easter week, and I was going... From uh, to buy some sweet bread or something at uh, uh, the Compiance, and in the window of the 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 sweet bread store, uh, the week the beginning like Monday of Easter week was this big announcement of all that was happening during Easter week, and I began to read, and I, I tried to get this word for word from memory, but uh, anyway, it's pretty close. Uh, this is what the, the placard said, uh, translated. Celebrate Easter week with us here in Nike's Bone as we remember the anguish and shame. And here's the, here's the kicker. That our mother suffered for us while her son was on the cross. Where's the focus? On what Jesus did? No. It's what Mary, his mother, suffered so it's like taking the limelight, the shine, the, the bright light on the cross and, and putting it at the foot of the cross and shining it on Mary. That she, even though they, they call her a mediator, she doesn't mediate. It's only Jesus Christ. Um, he's the one that suffered for us. Uh, not Mary, but Jesus. In just a few minutes, we're going to sing the closing song, In Christ Alone. And that's with this as kind of the background. So let me close with this question before we sing. What or who do you worship? Now before you say, oh, I just worship God. I worship God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, here's, here's a good way to, to test yourself. And I, I know nobody here worships the Virgin or Pachamama or... Uh, any of those things but ask yourself what is your most prized possession and how much time do you dedicate to that prized possession it may be family it may be your brand new pickup <laughs> it may be uh, I don't know what it might be I've got some, a son, a boat, a truck. Maybe your position. Remember what Jesus said. We should worship and serve only one, our Lord God. So when you dedicate more time to X thing, 
been walking with the Lord and worshiping Him are when it gets in the way of worshiping the Lord then we might say a lot of things we might do a lot of things on Sunday morning but the Lord sees through it all so let the Spirit lead us to do what? let Him convict us of that sin and say Lord I want to worship you and you alone